are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast or the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always wonderful and charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24. It's on myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for today's show, the first two segments is going to be me being a guest on Sully of Locked On MLB Pods podcast, where we discuss the MLB trade deadline, specifically the D-back trade deadline and what they didn't or didn't accomplish. And then in segment number three, it's going to be me taking over as the host. And we're going to listen to a zany idea that Sully has to make the MLB trade deadline even more extravagant. So stay tuned. We've got a whole bunch to talk about today. But Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, let's jump right into the pod with Sully of Locked On MLB. Well, as promised, we have returning fan favorite. Hey. Miller Thomas from Locked On Diamondbacks. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Fan favorite. Love to hear that. Well, well I'd love to have you on, man. Love to have you Thanks. on. Now, you're the host of Locked on Diamondbacks, and I talked about this the last time. The Diamondbacks were two games above 500 on May 2nd, and you thought, whoa, month in. Things can look good. Things can look good, and they've won 18 games since then and lost 60. Okay, so they haven't been very good since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but and what I'll say, that do they have the worst record in baseball right now? Yes. Um, they do. Okay. You don't even have to look that up. All right, okay, I don't have to look that up. All right, fine. <laughs> They're running away with it. You know, and I'm recording this before they play. They're playing San Francisco tonight, right? Uh, yes, they uh, yeah. they are playing the Giants tonight. Okay, now you all know what happens. We don't. Obviously, it's going to be a close game. Now, uh, I had you on not long before the trade deadline. No, it was like a and, couple of days before. Yeah, and... Uh, I knew they were good. Everyone knew they were going to trade Eduardo Escobar. He was a valuable trade chip. Mm-hmm. And they did trade him. But the dust has settled. And uh, I'm underwhelmed by what they did at the trade deadline. Merrill Kelly, who I thought had value as a trade chip, is still a diamond back. Uh, they trade Joaquin Soria, mm-hmm. which, uh, boy, that, that'll move the needle of the pennant race. Mm-hmm. And... They didn't get that much back from Eduardo Escobar. Um, look, at, I'm not a fan of making trades for the sake of making trades, but I'm also not a big fan of holding on to players for the sake of holding on to them, especially if you can inject some youth into your system. Uh, what's your take on this? Let's be blunt and call it underwhelming performance by the Diamondbacks at the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was pretty upset with the D-backs trade deadline. I thought they were going to be a fire sale and it didn't really happen. I'm not sure if it was because 
maybe they weren't getting back the return that they wanted or their asking price was too high. But I feel personally disrespected for guys like Merrill Kelly because to see a team like the Cardinals go after John Lester and Jay Happ, uh, that shouldn't happen. Merrill Kelly is clearly better than those two pitchers right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, let's think about the Red Sox are cutting and pasting their star rotation. Mm-hmm. The Yankees do need another pitcher. I mean, the Yankees did have a very good trade deadline, bringing in Rizzo, bringing in Gallo, and bringing in a couple of relievers. But they still need another starter. The Mets still need another starter. And, you know, Merrill Kelly is 32. The Diamondbacks stink. Mm-hmm. And before the Diamondbacks are good again, Merrill Kelly, who's been a fine pitcher for them, but he is going to be a free agent. And, uh, okay, he's arbitration. So, okay, he they have team control on him for a few more years, but that probably made him a more valuable chip than some of the players who are just going to be rental players. Yeah. I, I don't think that he is going to be a 35-year-old effective starting pitcher, which means his value is never going to be higher than it is right now. I don't get it. I don't get hanging on to players like that. And you know what? Maybe he could be because the thing that's kind of interesting with Merrill Kelly, it's technically only his third year in baseball. The dude came over from overseas. So he hasn't been in the game that long. So his arm could be a lot fresher than most guys who are 32. Could be a big reason why we've seen him turn up a little bit here over his last seven or eight starts. I mean, against the Dodgers yesterday, he went, he pitched into the seventh inning, gave up only three earned runs. He's pitched against the Dodgers twice. His last five outings that you could mix in a Giants and a Padres start in there as well. And he's been good in all of them. Like the dude has been balling over his last seven or eight starts. So I found it perplexing not to see him moved. I don't know why. I, again, I don't know if it was because the team's asking price was too high or they didn't like the return, but I thought sore. I thought Kelly needed to go. The Soria deal, we'll see what happens there. It's two players to be named later, so that usually doesn't ever work out for you. So I, yeah. I don't even know what kind of return that is. So that we'll just put a TBD on that one. But the Escobar deal, I absolutely hated that Escobar deal. I've been talking a lot uh, about that deal on my pod. I've had Jake on the pod. I, I just don't get it. A guy like Kyle Schwarber, I feel like he's he's obviously a better player than Escobar, but I feel like they're in the same ballpark. And, the Cubs- and, well, and, and Escobar is healthy mm-hmm. okay schwarber's still on the injured list escobar can play third base he can play second base schwarber can't play anywhere no. like the red sox already have a dh they're gonna have to either play they're gonna have to teach someone how to play first base or stick jd martinez or schwarber in the outfield which is an adventure and escobar is a versatile player if you put him at third you put him at second base you're in decent shape Yep. And the Red Sox usually have around a fringe top 10 farm system. So the Cubs netted back the 19th best prospect in their farm system per MLB trade deadline. The Brewers have considered one of the worst farm systems in baseball. And the D-backs couldn't even get back a top 30 guy back in their farm system. So something like that, just something I don't really understand. They got back a 26-year-old backup catcher who's never pitched or who's never caught on the major league level before. He's never done it at 26 years old. And then the other guy in the deal, he's 18. He's in, you know, the Dominican league right now. We might see, might not see that guy for five to seven seasons. So 
we're not going to see really a great return on that package. Really, it's probably centered around that 18-year-old. He's going to be a dart at the dartboard, so we'll see what happens there. But I hated the return for Escobar. I don't really know about the return for Soria. We should have got something from Merrill Kelly. Even someone like David Peralta or Cole Calhoun, I'm surprised that you know other teams didn't want to go after. We saw the Braves loading up on outfielders. Cole Calhoun was one of the lead leaders in home runs last season. He had like 16 with the D-backs. So I'm really perplexed. I know the D-backs aren't a good team, but we've at least had some interesting veterans that teams should go after. Sully and I will continue our conversation about the trade deadline, but we all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein, but the seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure about the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month, there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime. And they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the pod. I thought Estrubal Cabrera was going to get some looks as well. Not that, again, not that he's a great player, but he is, you know, he is a player who's been in the World Series. He's a player who has been an all-star, and he's a player who can play all over the infield. Uh, again, when some teams, when you have fewer players on the bench because you're throwing more relievers and everything and your chances of having a pinch hitter is much less. You need to have someone who can play multiple positions. And again, as Jubal Cabrera is no longer an all-star, but he's someone who could play. Uh, I mean, just this year alone, he's played, he's played third base. He's played a little bit of shortstop mm-hmm. in the past. He's played some second base. Yeah. And it's like, that's someone who is valuable. If you're putting together a playoff roster, I again, you're not going to get a blue chipper for a Struble Cabrera, but the Diamondbacks needed to throw as many players into their system as possible. And they didn't seem to be doing that. No, and that's why it was so shocking. Maybe it's because Mike Hazen, he's not really around the team as much as he could be because he's dealing with some personal issues at home with his wife right now. So maybe that plays a part, but I- that should. I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, I'm sorry what he's going through, what he's going through with his wife, but there should be a contingency plan. Like I worked the last two years as a substitute teacher. And every time I went into a classroom, there was a portfolio of what needed to get done that day, who the problem kids were, what needs to be done with them. And if there was a special ed class, 
what certain kids were on medication, what certain kids need supervision. And you go through it and there is a plan if the teacher is not there and you follow it to a T. This is a major league team. This is not like Charlie Finley running the A's in the mid 70s, where he was the scouting director, the GM and making all the trades. There is a machinery at work. And said, I'm taking care of this thing in my home. I obviously, I don't want anything wrong going on in the person's home. I hope everything works out. Leave a binder behind and say, here's what needs to get done. Exactly. So maybe we'll see these guys get moved during the season. Maybe they felt like some of these guys can be part of their core in the future. Maybe a guy like Merrill Kelly, they say he's not that old. Maybe we can be competitive in two or three years and he could be a number three or four in our rotation. I just don't know what the plan is right now with the D-backs. And that's probably my biggest problem after thinking they were going to be sellers at this deadline. They did end up making a total of four trades, I think, but it still wasn't enough. And they did not get back the returns that the worst team in baseball should get in return, which is just a whole bunch of darts at the dartboard and it seems like they only came away with just one we still got wait on that soria return but i'm not liking their deadline all right let me be positive for a second okay and we have on no thomas of lockdown diamondbacks and i want to end positively okay, okay. bad year for the diamondbacks things didn't work out mm-hmm. okay they're probably gonna get the number one pick overall okay and maybe that will be a future okay. franchise player if you, you don't know none of us know none of us know okay well, let's say, okay, they kept Kelly, Luke Weaver's on the injured list, and they have uh, uh, Widener, Galen, and Bumgarner. Bumgarner. Okay. If healthy, that's not a bad rotation. It's all right. It's not, I'm not, look, I don't, I'm not saying, hey, this reminds me of Maddox, Glav, and Smoltz, but then again, neither did Disqualfani. Wood mm-hmm. and, uh, and whoever else are throwing out there in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's it? Gosman. That was the other picture I was trying to think of. Okay. You know, if I went into the right the, this season, that's their starting rotation. Ah, that's all right. That's all right. All right. But, you know, but not great. But you know what? They happen to all have good years at the same time. Mm-hmm. What if they're all having a bad year this year? None of those players are ancient. Mm-hmm. The oldest player of those pitches I just listed was Merrill Kelly. Mm-hmm. What if they bounce back and what if Bumgarner finds a fountain of youth, Merrill Kelly finds something sticky, mm-hmm. Galen, <laughs> Widener, Weaver, they all start to live up to their potential. And all of a sudden you go into next year and you got a solid start in five. Well, I would believe Zach Allen will be back to an ace next year. I could believe Merrill Kelly, you know, uh, still continuing to be good next season. I believe in a Taylor Widener, but Bumgarner, uh, he, he he has some potential there. But the fountain of youth, I don't know if he's turning back the clock. He's probably a, a low force kind of pitcher at this point. Probably, right, fine. He's probably fine. three or four. And Luke Weaver, I mean... That guy, he's just so up and down. I really just don't know what to make of Luke Weaver, honestly. I mean, he, he's like taking two pitches out of his arsenal for this season. He's pretty much just a fastball changeup. He was literally only throwing like two pitches the whole season. So I don't know if you could be a starting pitcher relying on two pitches 95% of the time. So I think this rotation could be good enough to maybe make a wild card next year because I think Zach Allen is the number one guy. And I think a guy like Taylor Wider and Merrill Kelly could just do just fine as your two, three with a bum garner mix and I think it could be just fine, but definitely doesn't have, you know, a World Series contender upside. I don't think neither of us are saying that. All right, fine. I just decided, you know, you bring in 
the host of Locked Up Diamondbacks, and just all you're doing is talk about being a punching bag. Hey, let's say let's have something positive. Let's end on something positive before we start talking about some of our sponsors. And that <laughs> is this. All right, the D-backs did not have a great trade deadline. D-backs aren't having a great year this year. D-backs are they're probably a year or so away from being anything any good, mm-hmm. but at least you're not the Rockies. That is true. And that's going to be their slogan when they make their season ticket campaign. Arizona Diamondbacks, at least we're not the Rockies. Rockies have 12 games on the D-backs right now for last place. That, but, the, but their organization <laughs> is stupid. That's true. They're stupid. I mean, the Diamondbacks are confusing. The Rockies are stupid. Are we sure the Diamondbacks are smart? Okay, that's the, that, that's the other uh, uh, season ticket campaign. <laughs> are we sure the Diamondbacks are smart? Get your two season tickets. We're See not stupid, but are we smart? I think that's a, re- a real question with this. <laughs> well, Miller Thomas, hey, Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks have stopped by for a cameo here. And uh, thanks for stopping by, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'm always having you on. Do you know why? Why? Because whenever you're on this show, mm-hmm. you're a sure bet. And if you're going to make any bets, go to Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Like, I got to do it, man. I got to squeeze it in this way. Baseball season is coming down the stretch, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head out to bet online on your laptop, your mobile device, or if you've got a tablet and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sound silence anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is your online sportsbook expert. Now we've been talking about the D backs. We talked about the Rockies popping the hood trying to tinker with the engine, trying to make some changes, just like I like to do with my car, except I don't do it on my own. I use Rock Auto. You know, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible to go to your local chain store and say, hey, get me the part I want, because you know what they're going to do? They're going to ask you a lot of questions. They're going to be intimidating. You don't know what the heck you're talking about. In the end, they're just going to go in the back room and tippy-type on the computer, which you can just do on your own. You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So you can save time and you can save money. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can use Rock Auto? It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for the last 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. Rock Auto has everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part need. Here's what you got to do, Millard. You got to go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. We got Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully of Locked on MOB. 
Sully, say what's up to the D-backs listeners. Hey, D-backs listeners, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, Good to hear from you all. <laughs> Sully's on the pod today because we're doing a major MLB trade deadline recap where we give our thoughts, and then we're going to do a little power ranking at the end. The top four teams in both leagues based off the trade deadline. Sully, how are you feeling post-trade deadline? I mean, it, it might have been the most wild one in any sport in sports history. It's right up there. It's right up there. And do you know what? I, I think I may have told you this before. I have an idea of something. I'm going a little off script right now. <laughs> okay. But if I were commissioner of baseball, mm-hmm. uh, I had this idea of how to do a trade extravaganza uh, because baseball can't do the draft the way that the NFL or the NBA does mm-hmm. because college basketball players and college football players are already stars. So there's, there's an anticipation for the stars to come onto the team. No one knows who the hell these high school and college players are, and they don't show up in the majors for a few years, but you know how they have uh, the, the waiver blocks. You can block a trade after July 31st. Mm -hmm. Here would be my plan. Waiver blocks all year, all year. You can block a trade. Okay except for a 12-hour window on Memorial Day and a 12-hour window on July 31st. And in those two windows, all no one can block a trade. If you want to trade Mike Trout for a player to be named later, no one could stop you. It's like the purge. Yeah, you have the purge, exactly. And for that 12 hours... And you get to that and, and act when the, and, and there's like, you have to, and it, you have to do the trade and the commissioner base was at a podium and you have to deliver the sheet into a basket by the time this clock runs out and the commissioner announced, we have a new trade in the basket and he reads off the trade and everyone goes bananas and there are no games being played that everyone has that day off. Mm. So if anyone needs to travel or anything like that, like, okay. So for these 12 hours, Everyone in baseball is just staring. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then, and there are all these rumored trades. And then it's like, and ding, and then someone goes up. We're not going to score scores been traded. Boom! And so it's like it, it's like the stock market. And for twelve hours, it's bananas. And then after that, stonk, the buzzer goes off. And if you you have to, and the last thing has to be in at that point. And after that. Then that you've frozen your postseason roster, like so that means anyone you have to have played for a team for a third of the season to be on the postseason roster. So you have all this craziness going on. That's my two days of the purge. I figured out you'd have to have a day early on, mm-hmm. and it, you know because there are some people. Oh God, this is a disaster. You get rid of that, but then that second one turns it but what we had the other day was pretty close to that pretty close pretty close to that so yeah this was it's fun and i'll tell you the most fun part about it is that when it keeps coming at you it's like the ending of a fourth of july fireworks show when they when they launch everything at the end and you kind of lose track of stuff and it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot Kimbrell got traded to the White Sox. Or, yeah. oh, my God, that's right. Rizzo got traded to the Yankees. Because, you know, the you, you're you're distracted by whatever the latest shiny thing of, obviously, Scherzer, who looked like he was going to go to the Padres. He winds up going to Los Angeles. And, you know, Baez looks like he's going to go here. He winds up going to the Mets. It looked like Rizzo is going to trade to the Red Sox. It was, like, all this stuff is happening. And I think that it, it made for uh, it's fun. 
You know, this is like instead of talking about PEDs or collective bargaining <laughs> yeah. agreements or or sticky stuff on fingers, we're talking about trades like, you know, I'm aging myself a little bit. I've been old enough to remember having your baseball cards in a shoebox. And if you oh God, I got two Jim Rice's and I want to get a Dave Winfield. Well, I'll trade you one Jim Rice for one Dave Winfield. I mean, that's what it turns into or making trades with your fantasy baseball team. This was like fantasy baseball. It was, it was just fun. It was fun. It was wild. There were so many blockbusters. And, uh, and, and when you talk about how the dust settled, it took me like a few minutes to realize that Trevor's story wasn't traded. Yeah. The no, only wait, wait, star wait. probably. Okay. Okay. Wait, so wait, where is, where, I missed where story got traded. Cause obviously he did. Um, what? Well, what? So yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. It's fun. This is the fun part. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you go look at like MLB trade rumors, like top 60 trade candidates going into the deadline, I feel like 55 of them were moved. Like Trevor Story might have been the only star rumored before the deadline to not be moved because anyone who had any association with rumors pre-deadline has been moved post-deadline. Like seemingly like 95% of those guys have been gone. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's the lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. And come back tomorrow because Sully and I got a mega podcast. We got part two coming where we discuss our favorite MLB trade deadline moves, winners, losers, who should have made a move, who didn't make a move, a whole bunch about the MLB trade deadline. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that tomorrow. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Deuces!